This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. I'm Troy Harmon. I'm here with Jarrett McKenzie and Adam Stadalius, I think. Adam, Adam, you still there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Stellar performance, buddy. I I almost heard you talk last segment. How are you doing, Troy? I'm doing great. I I saw a thought. You know, you? I, th- wow. I saw a thought develop. Well, there it didn't, a, it didn't a slight, really slight puff of smoke yeah. out of one of his ears. Yeah, it, it didn't quite make it make it out. Uh, Adam may not yeah. speak as much, but when he does speak, oh, is that what it is? He's, is he like stuff. the old commercial, uh, the E. F. Hutton guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he speaks, uh, yeah. people. That's listen. right. That's right. Yeah. It's a strategy. I like it. How about mm. that? Yeah. I mean, if you got nothing to say, I guess nothing's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Karen, what are we going to talk about now? We have a couple of investors, Brent and Nicole. Um, They do not understand their advisor's thinking. Uh, The advisor wants to trim back on, like, say, something like energy stocks and maybe even some of the staples, reinvested a little bit elsewhere. They feel they should be holding on to the good performers. so like they want to hold on to the energies the staples the healthcare. they want to keep all that and then get rid of the dogs there's a lot of stuff that's been underperforming in tech and real estate they want to get rid of that which obviously this week hmm. a little different but you know they're still concerned that if they sell all these good performers they're going to be saddled one with a huge tax bill and two with a portfolio that lags behind yeah well i mean i don't think it makes terrible sense mm-hmm. to to uh, manage your tax situation, uh, you got to do that, right, Jarrett? Absolutely. Yeah, I, you know, you don't want to you don't want to just create a bunch of gains for the sake of gains, but you also don't want the tax strategy to guide your your portfolio management. Exactly. Um, you know, we always tell people it should tax can be a, should be a consideration. Right. It should not be the decision maker in, right. in that process. You know? I love I love Jennifer Thomas's take on that. She says if I'm paying more tax, it means I made more money. And That's right. You don't give it all back. You only give the portions of the gain. Right. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the principal you still hang on to. So, uh, you know, there's there's a whole lot of reasons why. Uh, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, there's really the, those two components. I mean, you got the tax side of things, which, I mean, look, as far as that's concerned, I'm I'm always of the opinion. You know what they say about death and taxes, right? You you're not going to get around that Can't as avoid. long as you've got the gains. To your point, that's right. There's going to be that, and I would argue that we're probably at some of the lowest tax rates in general that we will see for quite a while. I yeah. mean, I think we can all agree taxes probably aren't going down anytime soon. Yeah. Best case, they stay the same. So if if you believe that 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 holding that has the tax is still going to be worthwhile to hold, okay, hold it. But sure. trim it back. Take some of those gains. Rebalance your portfolio and reinvest right. you know, some of those gains into these other laggards maybe that aren't necessarily – bad investments sure. maybe over a short period they haven't performed as well but look it's like we were talking about over between the break there buffett warren buffett 
I've heard him say. Not Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, not Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know if I take uh, financial advice from Jimmy. I love Jimmy, but uh, <laughs> but you like his music, yeah, his portfolio yeah. management. Now, now Warren said he he thinks about it in terms of well, look, if I go to the grocery store and all my favorite stuff is on sale, so long as there's nothing wrong with it, that's why they yeah. put it on sale. Then I that's even more intriguing than it was before. So you know, our view on that is if if it's still a viable investment and it's gotten cheaper, if you liked it at the higher price before and nothing's changed except for the the price you know declining right what what is there not to like about that but i think behaviorally we all see it as these other positions that have done really well have done just that for me they've made me a lot of money sure why would i, why would I want to get rid of those uh and then conversely why would i want to buy ones that have not been doing well for me well look at the end of the day as, as kelly lynn points out here in our notes the purpose is to buy low and sell high, right? Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, that's really what making, we're trying to do. Yeah, your advisor should be making you money. And if you make money, then you're probably going to have to pay some taxes sooner or later. Exactly. And you got to rebalance. I mean, rebalancing your portfolio is part of the right. process. And that's the best way that you can do it. If you can grow a lot of your holdings and, and you know, trim them over time to dial them back so they don't become too concentrated, reinvest those proceeds into ones that appear more attractive – that really is the the whole idea yeah. behind rebalancing, right? And I always tell no people, look, I'm not suggesting that we sell uh, unless, of course, we are changing our recommendations and have gotten rid of a holding in our model. Right. But typically, when we're rebalancing and people are pushing back on this front, it's like, well, look, we're not suggesting you sell all of it. I'm not saying it doesn't still have potential yeah. in terms of these these positions that have done really well. But let's take some of it off the table. Again, one, so it doesn't become too concentrated. Right. And therefore, you know, you have an even bigger tax problem down the road. Right. But also, you probably should buy more of those other ones that haven't done well, because the quickest way to offset loss is to buy more at a cheaper price. That's true. And that's, and that's true. the best way to do it. If I can use profits to buy more of something at a cheaper price. Especially well, if it's still a solid company with solid operations. Right. Profit margins haven't changed. You know, they're a profitable business, but the market is cyclical. Certain things are more favorable at certain times, and that ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. And even a, an active portfolio manager, which it, it sounds like Brent and Nicole have, um, are, you know, they're, they're going to do what you said, Jarrett. They're going to rebalance. Sometimes, you know, you have a big run. What did we get? 70% in energy last, last year? year yeah. If you were market weight when you began and it outperformed everything else, the market overall was down 18%. Energy was up nearly mm-hmm. 70, right? Mm-hmm. So, in, in a case like that, what do you think has happened now? You've got a significant overweight in all of your stocks that are in that energy sector. Yeah. It might be time to rebalance if you don't believe that, you know, mm-hmm. 2022 is going to repeat itself in 2023. And that is so unlikely right. that, that you see mm-hmm. year after year the same stocks win that big. Yeah. Why would why would you sit and ride it back lower? Well, you could you could exactly sell. What we did. Yeah, we were trimming on energy lately because they're significantly overweight. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I mean, a lot of what little bit of liquidity raising that we are doing because normally this time of year we are going and raising liquidity back to our ten year rules. So right. the client's got a full ten years. Now is not exactly the the most optimal time to do that. But what we are doing for people that are comfortable with it is, yeah, we're taking some of those profits from energy sure. and using that to help replenish the ten year rule. But I mean, personally, for me, this their situation, which I totally understand. Because, again, I think we all need to recognize that this is a behavioral bias that we all have. 
have. Nobody wants to do that. But if you think about it from the perspective, and really for me, there's three prongs to it. One is the tax side of things. Sure. Okay, yeah, I don't want to pay that tax, but if I hold it and it continues to grow, I'm just pouring gas on the fire. I've got an even right. bigger tax problem. And on top of that, if it has outperformed to the point where it doesn't look as attractive, like the valuation is way out of whack, yeah. Uh, how much does it have to lose in order for me to have basically paid the tax and not gotten 100%. any benefit? That's yeah. what a lot of people don't realize. I mean, yeah. stock, a lot of times, if it's got a very low basis and you've got a lot of gain, that thing will not have to, to fall very far. I mean, maybe 3 to 5% right. for you to lose what you would owe in tax if you sold the whole position. Yeah, you sell the whole position, you get 15% of the gain yep. or 20% of the gain is generally what you have to pay yeah. if you've held it for more than a year at capital gains tax, right? Yep. So 15% of the gain is quite often, as you said, 3 or three to 5% mm-hmm. might be all it has to fall before you've lost yeah. the, the benefit that you would have had Mm-hmm. You know, that's and, and a that's, really good point. I don't know that I ever thought about it like that. Yeah, I mean that's the absolute way to well, think so about it. It's the, you, you don't have to have a huge yeah, gain in the overall position. I mean, it's like I sit here and I listen to these, you know, every week, and I listen mm-hmm. to y'all, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, don't let the tax dog, you know, add yeah, the you investment, know, investment tail, tail right. whatever. But like listening to that, like that's actually a lot more effective i yeah. guess well I, when we're with clients i try yeah. to show them the math like we'll write it out if i got a whiteboard or just on paper that's the way to do show it show them yeah like here this is really not as significant as you would think but between managing the tax aspect <clears throat> reducing the concentration that inevitably results from positions like energy last yep. year mm-hmm. doing so well uh but also just being able to to Rebalance and again get that money to work in something that's got more potential. Because the yeah. way I look at it is, does energy still have potential from here? Sure, it does. But how much does it have as much as, say, the tech companies? Maybe, maybe not. But I would rather reinvest in something we still believe in and think is viable yep. that is going to have more room for growth than to maintain something that's already hit 70% exactly. in one year. You know? Yeah, I think the where it all shakes out for me, Jared, is your portfolio manager should be forward-looking. They're forecasting what comes next. Yep. They're not looking backwards and telling you, you know, oh, well, you know, these things have lost. They're horrible, and, and they may a mistake sometimes they're just out of favor Mm. and if they're still profitable there's nothing wrong with the business hang on to it if you think that it's going to be the next winner yep it's the way that i manage portfolios i'm with you yeah all right well there you have it coming up next we have some listener questions we've got one on uh, whether it's better to hold an annuity or a bond from an insurance company so you're listening to money talks your trusted resource for your money your future your life All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. 
This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.